This is Ben Fruity for Boxing Social, in association with Betfred. I'm here with the one and only Liam Smith. Liam, how are you doing today, mate? I'm good, mate, yeah. I'm good. Um, just at the media workout for, for your brother, Callum Smith. Uh, he's facing uh, John Ryder on November 23rd in Liverpool. Um, talk me through camp. How's camp been going for him? Uh, I think he's just a, 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 good, a good camp. You know, a uh, usual camp for Callum. Yeah. Just always knuckles down quietly and, you know, the way he is in, in general. And, you know, he's, he's, he's knuckled down and he's had a good camp as of yet, so you know, we're looking forward to a defence of his, of his world titles in his hometown. It, it wasn't the fight he wanted, and that's not a slight on, on John Ryder at all, but um, he wanted the big fights. And from what I understand, he just wants a few big fights now. Do you think mentally it might have affected him not getting that big fight? So I said it all along. He's from too good a family, he's from too good um, a gym, and he's too level-headed himself to let that to let that happen. Um, obviously, it's a, it's a it's a no-brainer. He, he becomes world champion. He comes number one in the division. He wants lucrative names. He wants Chicanellos, Golovkins, and your yeah, unification fights. But he also understands boxing and he knows it's a mandatory. He knows John Ryder could potentially be a banana skin. You know, he, he's um, but he's too professional to to do anything like that. You just seen the shape he's in. You know. Um, You'll see November 23rd how professional he is, and you know after the job and the performance he puts in on John Ryder, you know he's a he's a he's a he is a top pro Coleman. You know he's knuckled down his camp like it's it was a George Groves fight, it was you know a, a Canelo fight or a Golfman fight. He's done everything that he's meant to do. He's done every run after training that he's meant to have done. You know you'll see November 23rd that he has no luck. John Ryder won't be. I believe, I think it was Carl Frampton said in, in an interview recently that he felt George quit in that fight. Yeah, I think that was a little personal battle between Frampton. Yeah. I think Frampton and Groves have fell out. And, you know, but look, you can you can see why he said it. Yeah. You know, he's probably got a reason that if there's any, if they've got any dislike towards each other, you'll, you'll pick out little things. And, you know, Groves is on one knee and shakes his head. For someone who doesn't like Groves, they'll say quit. Yeah, just, just having a just personal quick. Yeah. So they've got their own little little bit of beef going on, so to speak. Yeah. They've blocked each other on social media. You know, Frampton left McGregor and Groves is signed McGregor. I don't know if that's got anything to do with it, but they're having their own little battle and that's down to them, obviously. I don't yeah. know whether Callum's going to be quit or not. Um, Callum's fighting John Ryder. Um, John's last defeat, I believe, was to Rocky Fielding. Your brother beating emphatic style. Um, do you think people might look at it and think, well, if Callum's overcome Rocky, he's easily going to get uh, past that, John, or is it styles make fights? Of course, styles make fights. Of course, um, you know, anyone in boxing knows that. Um, you have to look at. There's a, there's, there's a lot of triangles. He's beat him. He's beat him. But he also beat him. So you know, it's styles make fights, and um, you look. John Ryder was very unlucky in the field fight. It was a close fight. I was there and I watched it. But, you know, Callum kind of wiped Rocky out. Um, in one round, doesn't need to say he's going to wipe John Ryder out in one round. It's, it's also for courses. And, uh, John Ryder, this is John Ryder's world title fight. And, you know, this is a world title fight. He brings this, he's right. He's right in the big time. So, you have to expect the best John Ryder has been his whole career. He's on the best run of form. But Callum Smith a whole different, you know, a different puzzle. What what sort of John Ryder are you expecting? What are you expecting to bring? The best, in? but the best John Ryder doesn't beat doesn't beat Callum Smith. I mean, and Callum Smith's a big super middle. You can you can punch, you can box, you can fight, and 
it's I said all along, I said all along, people goes, even like Gale and Gale was mentioned, you know, um, all these fighters who do, do do things well, different getting in with a kid who's six foot three, who can box, who can fight, who can punch, um, and you know, all the things that you do well against other people might not come off against against Callum. You know, it's different when they said Joe, George Grover the jab to head off, the way across jab never happened. Um, and I feel the same way. That Ryder, Ryder will get in. He, 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 things he does well against other people might not come off against Callum because of the size and the attributes Callum carries. If Callum gets past John Ryder and without overlooking him, um, the other champions, I believe, are Ramirez, Caleb Plant. Uh, we've got Canelo, who's got the regular, and I've forgotten who the other one is off the top of my head. Benavides. Yeah. So, who, who, who would you, if you could pick one of those, obviously, I assume Canelo would be top. Yeah, you know, obviously, I think the Anfield thing might be lines up for Callum. Um, I would love to go off and fight for him. Simon's perfect, stylistic otherwise, I think it's a great fight. You're not getting Canelo over here, so I'm trying to just be realistic about it. And, um, Golovkin you may have a chance of getting him over here if he doesn't get the Canelo fight himself yeah. so um, Billy Joe Saunders was the other champion I was thinking of the Billy Joe fight could be a good fight if, he, if Billy Joe doesn't get Canelo also um, do you think that's the trickiest fight? fight at 168 a lot of people do and I can see why but look I, I don't I, I personally don't I can see why and if the fight was at middleweight then maybe but the fight that's super middleweight, Callum is, is too big and hits too hard for Billy Joe. Um, how how Joe do you judge that as his older brother, though? Do you, do, you, do you, like, can you look at it from an impartial... Nah, but I've seen Billy Joe's <laughs> yeah. you know, his whole career. I fought yeah. on a number of shows with him, too. We both did Frank. Um, I've seen you know, every one of his pro fights near enough, you know what I mean? And uh, I boxed kind of the amateurs at the same time as him. Very, very talented fighter, very, very skillful. Middleweight, I think you know. Yeah. Um, I think he's standing in Billy Joe next to each other. He's not much bigger than me. Yeah. But he's standing next to Callum. There's a, there's, there's a huge difference. Not still difference. And you know, Billy Joe can make it tricky, make him tricky as long as he wants. But then sooner or later, you know, Callum Smith's not not kind of a, a, a bad fighter. Who Billy Joe is going to outbox and make look stupid, but, but may just have to stay out of trouble. Callum can match any any of them for, for boxing ability anyway and I think all he has to do is match Billy Joe and then as soon as he, as soon as he lands I think he hits too hard for Billy Joe I think Billy Joe got hit against Sharif Yuzi yeah, yeah. Um, and again that, ticked, that just cemented this for Callum but you know Billy Joe's a good fighter and I'm not trying to, trying to put Billy Joe down but you know you, we're getting asked a question about me brother and yeah. I firmly believe you would have beaten me beaten well Moving away from your brother, um, you're looking to be out before the end of the year. You were meant to be on the Saudi card, is the rumours we heard first. Um, just tell us what's um, what's going on with you. Yeah, I think I'm going to fight in a name, which is now going to be Phoenix. I think it was meant to be Vegas, could be moved to Phoenix on Daniel Jacobs' bill. Yeah. Um, I was talked about for the Saudi card if the Jesse Vargas fight got made, but um, for some reason or not, Jesse Vargas... I don't know if he doesn't want the fight or not, but um, you know that's off the table now for December. So um, I'm, I'm going to fight in America on the December the twentieth, and then we go from there. Any ideas of opponents? No, not nothing yet. I think it was only just confirmed. Like you know, I'm going to go ahead of the twentieth, so we've got six weeks now to nail 
to nail an opponent down and um, you know, get a get a good win before Christmas and have Christmas off and then, you know, focus on a big push to start the next year for looking for, for a world, world title or some 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 big fight. Yeah. Any any which champion are you in particular looking at? You know, it's it it's a funny division now again. It's wide open again. Charlo's fighting Harrison again in a rematch for the WBC. Julian Williams is fighting a guy I've never heard of, but you know he's entitled to it. It's his first defence. Yeah. The same fella. You know, signed up to a rematch with Jared Hurt, so I'm not knocking Julian Williams in any way, shape or form. He's entitled to a first defence, so he's probably got a gimme there. I've never heard of the kid Rosario, who he's fighting. Um, so I think that, that fight becomes available to, to, to somebody. And the WBO situation with Mungiri's going to move up, so... Yeah. You know, look at that one, five, I'm number five in their rankings. Um, Dennis Hogan today, he's fighting... Charlo at middleweight so he surely comes out the rankings so a win in December puts me puts me right in the mix for the vacant title or mandatory for the winner who fights for the vacant title we've spoken about you wanting the rematch with Mungir before does him moving up frustrate you at all? no it doesn't you know I'm not I'm, again I'm not I'm not bitter and I'm not uh, chasing Mungir you know I'd love that I'd love to fight with him now like when I'm active on the bit of on the back of a bit of momentum you know I fought March, I thought, no, August, I'm going to fight December. That's three, fight with it. three fights within the space of you know, nine, ten months. When you go back to before I fought Eggington, I fought, so we last, I fought Liam Williams, November 2017. Then I fought Mungia, July 2018. And then I fought Eggington, March 2019. Yeah. That's probably three fights in two years you know from April uh, from November to the March yeah you know what was that it's about 18 months I had three fights in whereas now I've had three fights since the March and you know with a bit of momentum I feel I, I feel I could definitely beat the Mungia who showed up against me and I think that was probably the last very good performance he's put in besides obviously his last one against this Alotte but I feel I'm a well better fighter than Alotte would you move up to 165? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, in time, I want to see what's available for me first. Yeah, and then, or maybe in the last couple of years, I might have a little run at middleweight and see what fights I can get. But um, Priorities are world yeah, title. Yeah, definitely. Priorities are world title or, or a big fight with Jesse Vargas, Kelbrook, you know, a, bit, yeah. a big a big fight like that. Would you like to have that Brook fight here? Yeah. yeah, I've always stated that. And it, again, it's not... People thought couldn't make me sign at Matching, it's just oh, I'm, I'm fighting Calbrook. Yeah. No, I'm 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 not chasing Calbrook. It's kind of giving him plaudits that I'd love a fight with him, he's a big name, he's a big domestic fighter. Yeah. They're the fights you're involved in boxing for, obviously he's a big name, he, he, it's a big money fight and it's one that I'd like definitely, yeah. For me, stylistically, everyone always talks about Khan and Brook, but for me, stylistically, I always thought you versus Brook would, would be a more exciting fight. It will, so, it yeah. will be, it yeah. will be, and I think, I think probably if you'd asked Kel Brook that himself, he'd probably tell you that himself, but I just think for the years, the years it's been spoke about, Khan yeah. and Brook, they, 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 they cling on to that, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. A fight with me and Brook would be a better fight than, than Khan and Brook. Yeah. But... I mean, Khan's a bigger name than me, so I can understand. Why it's, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not stupid and I'm not obviously to lose. Me, Khan's a, a well bigger name than me, so I can see why. Khan gets more money from me, Khan, than probably just to fight, for, yeah. fight me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that's um, why, I that's totally why understand always. that, yeah, yeah, but that fight's lost all 
momentum and yeah, yeah, interest. If, yeah. if they were gonna get, if they would have got five million each five years ago, do you know they'll get one point five each now? Yeah, it's lost all. It's lost all the aim. Everyone's fed up with it yeah, now, aren't they? Yeah. Um, trying to move on to Crawler. Obviously, his final fight last week. Um, a lot of people on social media, etc., said that he, they thought he lost the fight. Uh, Matthew Macklin, who was ringside with us, he said he, he thought he lost the fight. I thought it was a very tough fight, very close fight, and Crawler didn't look the Crawler I've seen when I've been at ringside before. What What was your opinion on people who said that he thought he lost? Um, I, you know, I won't argue with them. It was the type of fight, what you liked. Um, I do think a lot of it could have been, especially when I watched it back, because to be brutally honest, on the night I thought, draw. Yeah. When I watch it back, I think, nah, there's, there's rounds that... Because... Crawler isn't doing what you're expecting him to do. You're giving the other kids, you know, it's like... Yeah. You're giving the other kid more more props than you should. And I remember Andy Lee done it the other week with... I think it was Sevenchenko against, against Golovkin. There was rounds that... Because they're doing well, you kind of give them a round because they're doing better than expected. And I feel round... I don't know if it was one or two, which... You know, Macklin gave... Macklin gave to the, the other kids, which I thought, no. When I watch it back, Crawler nicked it. Crawler won that round, but because he's not doing as well as you expected him, not as well, but because he's not dominating like you come out and expected him to dominate, you, you, you give the other kid the rounds. And um, I thought Crawler just nicked it, the draw, or, or just nicked it, to be honest with you. And um, obviously, now I'm not going to argue with people who thought he just lost it because it was that type of fight. You know, if you, if you like the kids' work, then, 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 then so be it, you know. If, but I don't want to let that take the shine away from, from Anthony. Yeah, from the career he's had, obviously. Were there any tears shed after the fight? Yeah, no, not, not, not from me. Obviously, it was emotional. It was, you know, you ears on, on your arms and your neck stands up sitting. A lot of times on that night it did, you know, um, before the fight is ring walk, the end of the fight is applauded. The speech was emotional. It is it is a sad thing to do it, seeing someone have to drop something they, they love and they know nothing, nothing else, really. Do you think psychologically, do you think it affected him in the ring? Obviously, it's a lot of pressure on him to perform, and he knows it's his last fight. Knowing it's your last fight and going into it is that much harder than not knowing and deciding to retire after the fact? Yeah, but I think that the same pressure as going into a world title fight, and you've got to win it. No stuff like that. There's, mm. you know, it, it that was done in camp. I think he passed that that barrier in camp. I I I think it'd be be very hard to make weight, get in top shape when you know it's your last camp. You know, it's hard to, to get up at night and get out of bed or get off the couch, you know, when it's dark and you have to go running. And you think, that's my last one anyway. You know, I'll just stay in. Yeah. You know, I'll leave it tonight. I'll leave the room tonight. And, and um, for him to get in the shape he got in and the, what he done in the gym, that was that bad year passed for me. He got in very, very good shape, made weight well. But the performance probably ticked the box in his own head because the Anthony Crawler of all would have, would have walked and would have bullied that kid. You know, bullied him into into submission basically, and he and he never and he couldn't do that and so it was a, that was that was a that was a win win for him because it, if he would have performed well, would have been hard to walk away because that that's every fighter's downfall. No one went to walk away and if he boxed well, he just thought, you know what, I'm not ready to retire yet, and he's had one more again, and then. Uh, I think that performance solidified that performance him definitely in his mind. He got yeah. up, he said, and I'm yeah. done. Have you seen him in the gym? Has he come up since? No, he hasn't been back in. He's been, we've been on the on the text to him on the groups. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, being on the groups on the on the, on the WhatsApp group too, and still having a laugh and joke. He'll be back in shortly, but yeah. you know, give him a couple of weeks with his family. It's obviously, family time. Well, with that light popping off, I think it's best that we end it here. Uh, it's been a pleasure speaking to you, Liam, and I hope they catch you again soon, mate. Take Sorry, care. Mate, thanks. Umar Ahmed, IFL TV, MTK Global, joined by Adam Smith. Haven't actually caught up with you since the start of the week, which is on Monday. Am I right in saying that? Monday night, wasn't it? Monday night on the red carpet. We only do evening events now with you, Adam. We do evening events. <laughs> I've only just popped in here, actually, to see uh, to see Frank and uh, try and sort a couple of things out and then uh, get, get an early night before um, the big one tomorrow. What did you make of uh, events today? Shannon Briggs and Vidal Riley going at here. I think a few members of uh, Team KSI got involved as well. Uh, what did you make of the whole scuffle? Well, it's interesting. I was, uh, I was with Vidal Riley earlier in the day and he was talking a lot about the whole sort of um, storyline with Shannon Briggs. Um, I was actually on a live stream at the time with Joe Weller and Ethan Payne, so we weren't around it. So we just heard the, the squirmish and the, uh, and the noise. But um, yeah, and one of my production team caught Shannon Briggs's cap, so that was uh, that was a token that we got from it. But no, I didn't see it. I just obviously heard it was uh, a little bit of an altercation, but didn't see it. It's, it's, it just comes with the territory, doesn't it? And a uh, bit of sort of pre-fight spice, but no one got hurt, did they? I think it was no one got hurt. It was fine. It was fine. Sure, like a one day from fight night, Dazone and Sky Sports box office aren't too uh, dissatisfied with that. That's uh, decent for for you guys as well. Well, as I said, I didn't see it. I was on the live stream at the time, so I only heard reports. But, uh, but yeah, look, you know, it's um, a little bit of needle before the fight is, is, is fine. The two trainers have had jibes all the way through, like the two fighters. And, um, look, there's tension now. You know, it's, uh, it's happening in, in, you know, a matter of hours. And we'll find out, you know, who's, who's done the better homework and who's the better team and, and ultimately who the better novice fighter is. And let's remember, they are novices, so let's not expect too much, but we all want to know who's going to win. You've been in the sport for a long time, Adam. Is this still slightly strange, really completely different experience? It's for all of us, uh, but as yeah. I said, yeah. I, I think it is. I mean, look, I, I embrace change, you know. it's uh, We've changed a lot through the years at Sky, you know, obviously with the digital and social world, and you know, we're pretty strong on digital, and, and that's fantastic because we get great access to our sportsmen and women. Um, it's it's brilliant having a um, you know a, a, a lively you know audience out there who enjoy debating boxing, all the controversies, the unpredictability. So I think you know it was only a matter of time before something like this happened. There's a, you know with the with the buoyancy of boxing as it is, I think you know you've got a lot of people doing white collar, a lot of people doing charity boxing. So this is just entertainment, and uh, you know people are demanding it. YouTube stars are huge uh, in that teenager world and you know they want to see those guys fight so it is a bit different we did the Mayweather McGregor fight that was a, a, a circus that was an event that was something that you know was in a way not really boxing because we all felt Mayweather would win and win comfortably but it was about the you know about the theatre of it all and, and this is the same you know it's uh, it's been fun to be around all week we've we've learned a little bit from the YouTube world they're great guys we've worked with, Joe and, and, and Ethan Payne. And, you know, they're big communicators. They're very 
professional and they're, uh, they're real boxing fans. So look, if they're going to talk about boxing to all their millions of subscribers and, uh, you know, it's going to it's going to put, you know, the, uh, the spotlight on our sport, then that's great. We just hope for a, a decent fight tomorrow at its level um, and that everyone goes home safe and sound. And, uh, you know, we go home with a good story and uh, it's been a good week. So let's hope for a, a good finale tomorrow night. All right. Well, well put, Adam Smith. Listen, it's, all, it's an experiment, I think, for everyone. We'll find out tomorrow the results, kind of, and I'm sure we'll catch a word after uh, Billy Joe and Devin Haney. We'll see what happens. We obviously expect them to win. And then the, the main event, as I said, an experiment, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we shouldn't forget Billy Joe and, and Devin Haney, you know, both defending their world titles. It's a big night for them. You know, they've decided to go on this bill so that they can pick up the demographic of the, uh, of the young audience, which is clever. And, um, you know, I'm really excited to see Devin. Uh, I think he's... You know, a superstar in waiting. Uh, and as for Billy Joe coming back to Sky, first fight in America, real showcase for him as he as he chases Canelo. You know, it's fantastic. And I think, uh, you know, to have them on this bill for the uh, the younger eyeballs to see, it can only be a good thing for the sport. Cheers, Adam. Thank you very much. No problem at all. Cheers. Umar Ahmed, IFL TV, MTK Global, I'm joined by Matthew Mackley. I'm not sure this interview is going to go out, to be honest, but let's just roll anyway. Let's just roll, man, let's just roll. Should we bring him in? Because I see, because I see Matt liked a tweet, a certain tweet today. Yeah, no, but... Wait, so he liked a tweet, so... So, yeah, you do it, please. You kind of control the camera. So, Matt, can you, can you, can you try and give Eddie a handshake, or like... Do you know what I mean? He's got a KB, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, can you Can we just reenact it? So you're Diego. <laughs> I think the better one, if you play the video longer, I'll go like this. Yeah, we not I did. I went. Yeah. You get proper left hand and I'll go, oh. Yeah. I was just like, I don't even know why I did it because, you know when someone walks past and you go, Whenever someone gets off the scales, I think, should I shake your hand, should I not? And he'd already gone. Yeah. And then I went like that. And he did it. And I... <laughs> right, big... thousand retweets good good already. He's done a thousand retweets already. Yeah, but it's like 5am in the morning in the UK. So when you wake up... We've still got a thousand retweets, yeah. Right, can we get a reaction to today's madness for Vidal Riley? Neil Harding was having a tough time. But he was having a tough time. Yeah, he was. It's like some kind of... It's about time he did a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I was thinking, I was thinking, what's he even doing here? That's why we bought him. But uh, he done a good job. I hope he don't bottle it now. There was another one, I don't know who the other guys were. There was like the three tried to fly kick Shannon. Yeah, there was like three or four guys just went for Shannon. By the way, how many views are we on at the moment for that clip? One million. Oh, so, yeah. Six oh. hours. What you got to say about that? Well, well what I've got to say is, uh, you're only getting those views because I put this show on. What's moaning about? Who's moaning about? Everybody. And then, what was it, Sky, Sky Stream of the Wayne today, the biggest ever stream on Sky Sports? By far. Yeah, by far. We're all, we're all eating. We're all eating in this. Yeah. 
reporter and Kogan is just a cameraman. cameraman. Okay. Been demoted. Who? Me? Oh, Kogan, yeah. Oh, no. Do the interview then. <laughs> no. no, I'm not. You are, because you keep going like this. I don't know if this Matt, is going to go out. A little bit. Yeah. How long have you been here? Seven. We got him at 7 pm. First oh, people to walk in the door. Doors open seven. Oh, three bars. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, look, do you know what? You're fucking useless, mate. Let me take this over. Oh, look, it's old school now that he's back. Um, what, what are you expecting tomorrow? Do you actually know in your head what you're going to expect? Matt, start with you. Oh, I'm here to see Billy Joe Saunders and Devin Haney. I don't know about you. He's commentator then, then he's going home. <laughs> Seriously, at from KSI Logan Paul, do you know what to expect tomorrow night? Do you know what? In my experience of white colour boxing, which I know this is professional boxing rules, but they're raw novices with no real boxing background, ends up actually being a really entertaining fight because they're not good enough to box each other. They're not fit enough to really like do the round, so they end up gassed out pretty early on. And there's only one thing to do when you're gassed out, and that's slug it out. So I'm expecting like actually a fun fight. Uh, you know I've been thinking is that I reckon there'll be a lot of people like sort of hardcore fans and they'll tune in and they'll watch Billy Joe and then they'll watch Devin Haney and they'll go, I'm not watching that. Out of spite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they'll go in bed and they'll lay down and they'll go, oh, fuck it. I want, I want the room one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, what am I expecting? Well, a couple of questions. What, two things. No, 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 seriously. Let's pass the bucket. Seriously. Friday. Billy Joe today, absolutely hilarious. Oh, mate, hilarious. Did you see that? Yeah. Mate, he's hilarious. Did you see how pleased he was with himself? Mate? I know, yeah. He, he went, a sexy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> His face is like, welcome to America. They were like, ooh. Eddie, can you just talk about what's happening? Oh, he's getting packed. He's getting packed. Look. He's getting, he's getting packed. John, John O'Carroll, Scott Quigg, what happened with that? Scott Quigg had a recurrence of his elbow injury. Shame. So, yeah, so we're going to be moving that fight to January or February. What, what's going to replace that? Possibly Dillian White. Dillian White in Saudi? Whoa, seriously? Oh, mate, calm down. Who against? Not sure yet. It's not going to be like a top no. five, ten guy, but it'll be, be a good fight. But we're working it out. Right, we saw Tevin Farmer and Jojo Diaz have a little altercation today. Um, we expect that fight's headline in Miami? Yes, January the 30th. Well, you've got that fight and you've got Estrada Yafai, so it'll be like a double header. Okay. And uh, Jake Paul and Anton Gibb. I don't want to call him random man, Anton Gibb. Who, who Gibb? What is it? Anton Gibb. Yeah, Anton. Mate, who's Anton Gibb? Anton, Anton Gibb. Who's Anton Gibb? Anton, Anton. Anton. I think you should take over. Oh, go it. away, you're a proper milk. I'll finish off that, but he's actually had about nine drinks as well. Um, and Eason Gibb and Jake Paul likely to feature in Miami. You've, you've mentioned it, I don't know how serious you are. Let's see, it. Let's see what the numbers are tomorrow. I think that's the word of the week, and it numbers. Yeah, it is. Numbers. But I keep saying, honestly, like, the only way we're all judged is on the numbers that we deliver. Right? That, that's all people care about. I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about the bosses, the people that pay. People think I pay everybody. I don't. I get paid, right? And I get paid in relation to the numbers. Sky, you think that when they do a live stream, they're not going, how many, how many did we do? Everything's, how many did we do? How, you know, how many, how many did we sell? 
how many tuned in, how many tickets you buy, how many pay-per-views, how many subscriptions. But surely, if the fight's horrendous, but the numbers are good, well, how do you kind of counter that then? I just don't think it will be horrendous. Like, it's, just don't expect skill. Just expect tension and two blokes that really don't want to lose and that are exposed doing something they really shouldn't be doing because they're not. that's not what they are. So in boxing, usually you get good fights when both guys are on the same level. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And these two are on the same level. Yeah. <laughs> what level that is, that's, that's another question. But I just keep saying, I'll just keep saying, don't take it too seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many people are taking it too seriously. Like, oh, they're getting offended by it. Like, it's almost like it's taking over their life. Like, no! I know, I know. Just, it is what it is. Just let it happen and see what happens. Ed, what's the likely chances that Chisora will fight Yusek? I know you made a few really, comments this I week. I really want to make that fight. That's a good and fight. I spoke to David Hay. I'd like to make that fight in February. Usyk's guys, in principle, are happy to look at that fight. I had a meeting with them this week. I reached out to David Hay. He's speaking to Chisora, I think, over the weekend or next week. And um, I think it's a great fight. It's a huge fight in the UK. Could this possibly feature on this mega heavyweight card you were talking about that you wanted to put on? I mean, it's just you don't need anything else other than Chisora Usyk. I mean, that's a, you know, people love Usyk in Great Britain. People love Chisora. It's a genuine tough fight for Usyk. You know, he had a run out against Chaz Witherspoon. This is a real test for him. You know, I know he's a brilliant pound for pound fighter, but Chisora's in good form. He's a big, strong heavyweight that's going to be relentless. You know, does Usyk have the power to, to keep him off? I think it's a great fight. Yeah, I, I think great fight. Usyk, top, 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 top fighter, a cruiserweight, heavyweight. You know, Chisora's relentless. He's a big, strong lump he can bang. And he's, you know, even though I don't know how he is, he's in great form lately. Yeah. Just finally, I know you spoke about it with uh, Drunken Nuts over here. Who's now on his tenth drink, by the way? Nice one, Uma. Free bar. Free, yeah, free bar. <laughs> Did he, went, he, just, he just went to have a drink with Anton Gibb. Yeah, Anton. How is Anton Gibb, Uma? Dylan White in Saudi. How? What's more realistic, Saudi or Phoenix? Probably Saudi. Kel Brook as well. I mean, I think it's it, it's going to be one of those two. You know. You're a bit reluctant about speaking more about it. No, you're just paranoid because you've had too many drinks. I'm just. I've got a question. I haven't spoken to you about this. You, no, you, you're going to launch in Japan. You said out of a. Should we just close the interview? No, no. You said you're going to launch in Japan and other territory. Eddie, I'm trying to promote your fucking design thing. I know. Don't swear. Don't swear. It's like Yeah, we're going to launch in Japan next year. After Japan, we're going to do Canada and we're going to do Brazil. Go sit down and shush. car crash. Just stop. Um, all right, well, I'll finish that off. You're going to launch in Japan, Eddie, with a few other territories you've named as well. Japan, Canada, Germany. I mean, we were supposed to launch Spain early this year. We only got round to it in December. But next year, you'll see Japan, Canada, possibly Germany as well. Why don't you, uh, after your next Spanish show, do it in uh, Marbella? <laughs> what do you reckon, Matt? What else can be for? <laughs> you still got ties to Marbella, come on. You love Marbella, Fort Venus. Yeah, it's a great spot. Uh, had some good days there. We all did. But, um, all right, I'm going to let you crack on. You're drinking water, obviously. Lemonade. Lemonade. Okay, Eddie, you're having a... Vodka grapefruit. No, tequila grapefruit. Cheeky. Double. And who are you wearing today, Eddie? Um, 
I'm wearing a sort of mix-up of Bottega Veneta, <laughs> a little bit of Lord Piano, and a bit of Givenchy, actually. Cheese! <laughs> Eddie Hearn, Matthew McLean, thank you very much for your time for TV. Roll on tomorrow. Japan. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We just caught up with Gabe Rosada at the wildcard gym. Um, now it has been announced. Danny Jacobs and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is on. So are you expected to be on the card? Have Eddie Hearn told you anything about it? Yeah, I'm still going to be on the card. Um, so, I mean, I hope everything falls through as planned with the, with the fight with Chavez and uh, Jacobs. I mean, uh, the press conference looked dope. But, uh, but yeah, I'm officially on the, uh, will be on the card. Listen, uh, Julio refused to give a sample to Vada, right? So we expected another opponent will come in and you were heavily rumoured. Are you slightly disappointed you're not fighting Danny Jacobs? You know what, man? Really, not at all, man. It's just uh, things will fall into place uh, when it does. I mean, I think it's important that I get on the card, um, you know, pull off a, a, an impressive win, and then that'll open the door for possibly um, sometime in March. I mean, uh, Billy Joe's fighting tomorrow. It's a fight that I would like. So, you know, with a win, you know, possibly Billy Joe could be next. Listen, with that 160, 160, that makes it very interesting. You've got Golovkin, Canelo, Billy Joe Saunders, Danny Jacobs. But none of them can fight. They can't all fight each other. They need opponents, and that's where you come into. So are you expecting to fight one of them soon? Listen, um, December 20th is a fight where I can stay busy, stay active, and, uh, like I said, pull off an impressive win. And then that can open the door with a possible rematch with Triple G um, or a fight with Billy Joe. I would definitely, if I, if, I, if I could have my pick, I would definitely love a rematch with a Triple G. You know, I, you can obviously see that he slowed down a lot from the first time we fought. And, um, you know, it's a fight that, uh, that I, would, I would love to get my revenge on. How did you score Golovkin, Derevinchenko? Golovkin who? And Derevinchenko, his last fight at Garden. Um, I actually had... Uh, Dumachenko probably win the fight by a round or two, but I think the knockdown definitely, you know, influenced the scorecards. But um, it was a good fight, you know what I'm saying? But I think he pressed uh, Triple G and he hit him with a lot, a lot of shots, a lot of volume shots. Should we bring Eddie in? Get, get, get Eddie in. Eddie, Billy Joe Saunders on the card tomorrow. We know, listen. There's a mix of Golovkin, Canelo, Danny Jacob, Billy Joe but they can't all fight each other. They need opponents, and Gabe Rosado is there, right? Yeah, that's a bit disrespectful to Gabe Rosado, call him an opponent. <laughs> no, well, what, is that? Yeah, man, I should, I should hit what? him right yeah, now. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> but Gabe, Gabe's happy to get in with any of them. We actually looked into, as Gabe knows, we tried to make the bit. This would have been the perfect fight for this card. Yeah. But so what happened? The WBO said he's coming off a loss. I said, yeah, but he's coming off a loss to a number one ranked middleweight in a razor-thin decision in a fight of the year contender. But the rules are with the WBO is, is you, have, you can't be coming off a loss to change for a world title. Yeah. So on December 20, we get him a win. And he also 
as an outside chance or maybe a good chance of fighting Danny Jacobs as well. But as I said to him the other day, I just want to get him a win because Gabe Rosado, for me, is a guy that always is there for the big fights. And uh, I actually think he'd be better at super middle. He can make middle yeah. easy. Can he make 54? At the moment, he might struggle to make cruiserweight. But I think at the end of the day, you know, he's kind of like, I've seen a couple of comments from Gabe recently where he's like, you know, I feel like losses, you know, don't define you at all. And he's had a few losses. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's still a guy that I would put in with all of the top guys that we talk about. Jacobs, Saunders, Andrade, you know, he's fought Golovkin obviously already. So I just want to get him a win really. Yeah. And although he's standing by for the Jacob Chavez fight, part of me would rather just get him the win so he can go into 2020 in some big fights. Do you know, are you going to box on 68 or 60 on somebody? I definitely feel comfortable at 68. I, I can make 60, but I think my pop, I'm, I walk around at 85. So I'm a big guy. And we start, you know, I, I'm training with Freddie Roach now, so I feel like that's a guy that's going to come up with a good game plan, a good strategy. I don't need somebody to show me how to fight. I need somebody that's going to come up with a good game plan, a good strategy. I think Freddie Roach is the perfect guy. Listen, no one can deny you've been in firefights. Uh, Martin Murray, Luis Arias, yeah. Selecki. Selecki was a brilliant fight. Say something about the Martin Murray fight. What about yeah. That weren't a great fight. Right. Many people had Rosado winning that. Yes, actually, and he did as well, and a lot of people did. I got a lot of stick for that. But yeah. I did call that fight beautiful brutality. And Gabe Rosado. Murray ran a lot. Yeah, but Martin, he was on his, on his bicycle. Gabe Rosado, 99% of the time, is yeah. in a fucking absolute you know war. What? I'm going to tell you something that even uh, Eddie doesn't know. I just had came off a torn uh, calf muscle. Oh, really? So I went into that fight with an injury. But uh, I didn't say anything about it. No, you told me you was in the shape of your life. So I was in good. <laughs> well, you're supposed to say that, right? But it's the I, thing with yeah. Fighters. So How's your weight? Yeah. Great. How's yeah. your camp? Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So, so actually, I went into that fight actually with a, uh, a torn calf muscle, and uh, so I was kind of like a little nervous on stepping on my back foot in that fight because, uh, and you could tell, you could tell the way I was throwing my shots. I had no power. Uh, there was no power punches in the whole fight. A lot of the times when I was punching was just to kind of touch and score points. So, um, you know what I mean? I should have, I should have pulled out, but you know, I, I just, that's just who I am. I fight. Now, just rounding this off, this might be a little bit awkward, but yeah. you're putting on KSI Logan Balls. I spoke to Gabe at the wild card. <laughs> he said it's slightly hypocritical that two YouTubers <laughs> are headlining at the Staples Center. Fighters dedicate their whole lives to the sport. Do you want to just? Yeah, sure. They're basically, it's, it's life, it's business. Yeah. You've got two it's guys great. who, when a lot of fighters say, well, I never got the chance to headline at Staples Center for millions of dollars. Yeah, but one, you weren't good enough, and two, you never built the following, right? These guys have built the following to be able to do anything they want at a high level for a lot of money. They chose boxing. So if you're a fighter, you're going to look at these guys and say, it's a fucking joke. Like, I've fucking been there, blood, sweat and tears for 20 years. So do you understand my game's coming? Of course. But also, they've got to understand. I don't knock the hustle, though. I don't knock the hustle. Yeah. I mean, I just think, all. what I was saying is, what I was saying is, I just think, depending on how a fighter loses, I think a fighter gets a lot of slack for taking an L. I think if a fighter quits or if a fighter puts on a shit show, then... No, you know, why, but that's I think, why you're I think, always yeah. going to get at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, sure. You've had losses, yeah, yeah, but like you're right at the top of my list for to sure. work with because sure. I know like that Sulecki fight was fucking unbelievable in Philadelphia. Arias fight was good, yeah, Arias fight, but you know, ultimately, Gabe will be in big fights this year. These guys, what we're doing tomorrow night is kind of like an experiment 
to see where this goes. You can't take it too seriously. Logan Paul and KSI are never going to be great fighters. They're never going to win world titles. They're never going to beat professional fighters. But what they have done is beat an, have built an unprecedented following that means that this fight will drive more subscribers to zone than a Canelo Alvarez fight, right? Who is the biggest draw in the game. So we can't ignore it, otherwise the sport won't grow. If we're just too intrinsic and say, oh no, no we mustn't let anyone into the sport. We're fighters or boxing community over here. So let these guys do their thing. Hopefully it's entertaining. And I think with 10 ounce gloves and no head guards, I think they're gonna, gonna yeah, yeah, I think Someone's it's, I think it's gonna, gonna be a knockout. You know what would uh, be great? If the first 30 seconds of the fight, they both land a right hand and knock each other out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we That'd be fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Eddie Hearn, Gabriel Sider, thank you very much for your time on IFL TV. We look forward to tomorrow night. Thank you. We're rolling now, yeah? Omar Ahmed, IFL TV, MTK Global. I'm joined by the Matchroom USA ring girl, Ryan Samantha. How do you feel about working on a YouTube card? Oh, um, it's, I, I think, actually, I think it'll be the same because I think you still go up those stairs, get in that ring, hold the card, smile, you know, do your thing, and then get out. But what's different is the actual content. In the Why are you laughing? I love her sarcasm. <laughs> that was great. Um, she's right, yeah, yeah, we're not doing anything different yeah. than the usual, except the fact that this is very different because there is two YouTubers fighting for the title of professional boxer, and there's more media involved. So how do we feel about it? No pressure, just more cameras. I'm interested in seeing the technique that they bring, if they have any, or if they have a lot of it, and they compose themselves like actual fighters, like professional fighters that we've seen in the past. So I'm really excited to see how this plays out. I know that one of them has a wrestling background in high school, if I'm not wrong. So he's, a, yeah. So you know that's going to be interesting because they're going to implement that into the fight, and we'll see how it turns out. Well, if they're not that good, will you tell them after? Yeah. If they ask, guess I what? Mean, the crowd is going to tell them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we so will YouTubers. So will the trolls. So will the comments. Media. It'll be all in the comments since they have a YouTube following. That's what yeah. happens. More trolls. Could we get ring, uh, ring card girls fighting each other? If the purse was right? <laughs> no. No? No, that's just... Would there be no figure? This. Look at this. You could fight the, you could fight the Matrim UK girl. No. Oh, I actually wow. want to meet them. No, that's I want to meet them. That's fam. You can't go there. Bro. Mm. Bro. Come on Bruv. now. What are you doing to us, huh? Causing shit, aren't they? That's a setup. Wow. I love the accent. That's a setup. It's quite a circus here. Can you do an English accent? Can you talk like Coogan? I can't, I can't talk like him, but I he can said do this. Circus. It's an absolute circus. It's great. I'm, it's, I'm, it's an absolute circus today. It's I just want to go back. Absolute circus. It's just bonkers. <laughs> you just make me laugh too much. Um, how are you enjoying Los Angeles? Oh, I used to live here, so I love it. I feel like I'm at home, and so does she. So we're just in our element. I miss the sunny weather because now I'm in New York, and that's really cold right now already. 
do you recommend anywhere to go? Like bars, clubs? Come to Tao Lounge, Tao Restaurant. Where we are right now. Where we are now. It's amazing. The Dream Hotel, the Highlight Room, the Rooftop Bar. Ooh, um, and if you're vegan, Gracias Madre off of Melrose. Amazing. Or Avenue for Clubbing, which is also part mm -hmm. of Tao Group. All right, girls, thank you for your time on IFL. I'm sure we'll catch your words soon. Uh, what is he doing? No, no, don't worry about Cougar. Like, follow us if you don't. Come on, shout your IGs. Yes, please. It's at SorayaYD. That's S-O-R-A-Y-A. Y is in yellow, D is in David. Samantha Kumiko, K-U-M-I-K-O. How many followers do you think you're going to get from this? Hopefully Four. more than one. Four? Four. Look, we all just shot down. Who's going to get more? That's a big Thousand one. or thousand! No, I don't know. Hopefully we get the same. I don't know. What yeah. did you get last time? What are, what are you doing right now? Is it because this is a youth? I want to I I I see how powerful IFL can be. So how many followers you can get. All right. Well, right now, I, I think I'm at 49.5. So let's see after this airs how many I get. Get up to 50k. Up to 50. Yeah? I think. Yourself? I'm at 34.4 maybe. So maybe I'll get to 35. Yeah. All right. 50 and 35. Let's see if that works out. All right. As I said, appreciate your time. We'll see you soon.